Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from Monday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. A reading from St. Paul's letter to Titus. Paul, a slave of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's chosen ones and the recognition of religious truth, in the hope of eternal life, that God who does not lie promised before time began, who indeed at the proper time revealed his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true child in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. For this reason I left you in Crete, so that you might set right what remains to be done and appoint presbyters in every town as I directed you, on condition that a man be blameless, married only once, with believing children who are not accused of licentiousness or rebellious. For a bishop, as God's steward, must be blameless, not arrogant, not irritable, not a drunkard, not aggressive, not greedy for sordid gain, but hospitable, a lover of goodness, temperate, just, holy, and self-controlled, holding fast to the true message as taught, so that he will be able both to exhort with sound doctrine and to refute opponents. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks the face of the God of Jacob. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were placed around his neck and he'd be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times, saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. An article recently appeared in America Magazine, a weekly national Catholic publication. It was penned by a 17-year-old practicing Catholic uh, young man who shared a conversation with his friends about their thoughts on the church. Everyone is painfully aware of the exodus of young people from the Catholic Church. You could, of course, read the numerous depressing studies on the topic, but most of us only have to look at our own families. For example, I have 14 great nieces and great nephews, ranging in age from 25 to an infant. To my knowledge, only seven of them are baptized, and of those seven, only three are baptized Catholic, and only one is a practicing Catholic, I think. Many of you have similar stories to share. The constant mantra in church circles is, 
There was poor catechesis in the 70s. We stopped using the catechism and just told the kids that God loves them and let them draw pictures. No wonder the young people are leaving. Hogwash. I don't deny that our change in catechesis didn't produce very good results. I agree that we have to work hard at doing it much better. But when the teen author talked to his friends, there was no real evidence that young people didn't understand church teaching. But they see the church as out of touch and corrupted by greed, pedophilia, and bigotry. And while many young people do place value in faith, they don't see the institutional church as a necessary component in their spiritual growth. Rather, they see it as an obstacle. More Put more bluntly, young people aren't leaving the church due to a lack of faith, but because they are rejecting the church itself. If we recall that the church is not buildings and vestments, but people, it's like a child turning 18 and deciding the family they grew up in is actually hurting them more than helping them. So he or she leaves home vowing never to come back, except maybe for the occasional holiday, wedding, or funeral. St. Paul saw it coming. That's why he's so insistent in urging Titus to find church leaders in Crete with integrity. And in the gospel, Jesus raises the stakes even higher. If a good Christian drives people away from the truth, he says it would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and be thrown, and he'd be thrown into the sea. I'm not saying that those who leave our church family don't bear any responsibility for their choices. But what I am saying is that if we don't recognize our own missteps, we'll have to answer for it someday. Be authentic. Be truthful. Listen. Resist the urge to judge. Invite discussion. Show mercy. Be loving. Share the beauty of our faith by the beauty of how you live it. Let's hold each other accountable to that and pray for the leaders in our church that they are open to the same. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.